Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Winger Podcast Network, presented by Major Dome Media. Thank you, Ola Tango, as always. So we're back. Really, we never left. <laughs> We've been really busy, and we needed to squeeze a, a double in. And we are blessed with Kelly and Chris again today. So we in thought, the same outfits, in the same place. Yeah. And we're going to do a three things, and then we're going to get finally get to the pronunciation beam. Where again, I think that I won. Who, th- who do you think won the pronunciation beat? You, obviously. I feel like this was rigged. No, yeah, they, they, I, I, mean, I was very upset because I thought they were all food words. Mm. And I studied, but I told them, this is like studying to go take your MCATs and be given the LSATs. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed off. I was like, what the fuck? Medical devices? What the fuck? We all know that I lost. And I, I think I was, no, brought, I, think so. no, I was brought here to lose because I need to be humbled after my win. On my oh. first appearance. Kelly, I've heard you and pronounce know, unbelievable words. I <laughs> defy description. I think. I think you won. <laughs> big you words. Soup song with the with the best of them. Yeah, she says big words, man. Since we are all bonded by the the common this common person named uh, Mr. Jimmy Kimmel, we're gonna do a three things of favorite late night show guest appearances or people that you've seen because you work and you've seen a lot of late night show things oh yeah chris not so much i'm just gonna sit here quietly and listen to what's happening here you can think about your favorite late night show moments i'll sit here think about them you can open your eyes (laughs) chris you've been on a bunch of late night shows very late very late. <laughs> very extremely. Cooking on a late night yeah. show is one of the most terrifying things you could possibly yeah. endure. It's so terrible. It's terrible. They also always squeeze you at the end. So let me just tell you how it works. You might have something coming out, restaurant, cookbook, something. Something that allows you to be lucky enough to be on a late night show. And you got to choose a kind of dish that you could theoretically cook quickly. And usually it's seven minutes tops. Sometimes it's five. But because you're at the end of the show, you really never get seven minutes and you never really get five minutes. You don't know how much time you're going to get. So you're preparing for an event that's never actually going to happen. It's terrifying for me because there's lights and all these things. I, 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 I just, I'm not a fan of doing it because I've, it, it just gives me a lot. If, it feels like I'm, I'm doing acid every time I'm, I'm on it. And um, it's not that easy. And, and you're cooking on something that doesn't necessarily even work. Yeah. And, and it's, if it's, if it's, you know, if it's not a cooking show and if it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of elements. Even the daytime places, it. daytime cooking, Martha. Daytime's work. I learned so much from doing the Martha Stewart show. She taught, she fucking taught a lot about how to show, don't tell in the setup. Yeah. And she's got a crew and then I mean, she's there. So will you give a little more great. context? So generally speaking, you walk out and as a viewer, you see like, okay, there's a big counter. You said you bring out like a makeshift table with maybe a tabletop burner or something like that. There's all sorts of mise en place everywhere. How much of that have you guys done? How much has like their set design people, it depends, masters brought out and stuff depends, like that? Depends on the show. Yeah. Like Drew Barrymore's got like a brigade. Right. Martha, when she had a show, like some of my friends I went to cooking school with, like designed, yeah, they, 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 she had a, a mm. lot of people. And sometimes there's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I know the worst experience I had on one was it was it was a morning show. It wasn't late night, but it was like a local one in Phoenix and years ago. And uh, they were like, "Yeah, hey, we want to get we come make pizza and 
I'm like, dude, I'll come home. No one wants to fucking see pizza in two minutes. Let's get, you know, you pull it out and it's done. It's been sitting. Everything looks like shit. So I said, just leave it to me. I'll make something. So I stopped and I got a fucking, like a toaster oven at like Walmart, whatever. Not Walmart, but like uh, whatever, Walgreens. A shitty thing. I took some slices of bread and they looked at me with this horror. And I said, well, no, it's going to be good. I said, kind of like we're talking about toast before. And I put this thing on the set and I put two slices of bread in and I had some crust tomato. I made basically like pounded tomato on there. And they were, they <laughs> were impressed. so, I thought it was going to be great because I gave them aromatherapy. I gave them like, a, you know, it smelled. We've activated it. We could do this at home. You could do it along with me. Like, I'll wait while you get your toaster oven and some bread and a fucking tomato and we'll, we'll get and they fucking is he back to promoting toaster time <laughs> I love toast are you well promoting done. I love well done I love I love toast I love toast ding I love it's toast. ready it's the ultimate but the, the bad food part accurate. was that the hosts they were terrible I had thought I had a great idea to like give them what they wanted which was live cooking right and um and then do it'll smell like pizza basically with basil and regular and tomato and we'd have all those things and they just they were like unimpressed. They were not only impressed, they were like, oh my God, this is fucking, this is horrible. Like, <laughs> and I, yeah, I think that we can talk about daytime shows too, because that is all pretty much the same thing. Much more difficult in some ways. I think I was, I did the Today Show at Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. That's one of the hardest things to do because it's union. So you can't touch the food. Right. You have to tell them. To like cook it in a certain way, you can't bring the pots and pans. It's extreme, but when it's airing live, you can do it. Yeah. So it's very difficult to do. Number one. Number two, I think uh, for memorable late night show appearances, I was doing a. It was only hot ones before hot ones happened. It was with Kimmel, uh, no Fallon and and Questlove, and we brought in um, Carolina Reaper spray, and we actually had to get it approved from uh, NBC because it was. Like it's a like toxic spray. Yeah. And Jimmy was going to make his hottest wing. And the entire time was, we're going to eat this super hot wing in front of each other and like a couple other things. But the, 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 the act really was, he's going to lift the lid and I was going to lift his lid for whatever reason. I can't remember because I, I blocked a lot of it out. And we kept on going over this with the producer. And I'm like, okay, I, I got this. All I have to do is fucking lift the lid. And... <laughs> but for whatever reason, the whole bit was based on this we go live quest loves right here and like i totally fucking blank like like when you just said max (laughs) (laughs) i just my i was like what am i doing here and i lift i couldn't remember which lid i was supposed to lift (laughs) wait there are two lids you had to lift one of them. You had to this day, it. I don't even remember which. <laughs> I don't remember which lid I was supposed to leave because that was important because we were feeding each other the food. I can't even remember. I've literally blocked it out, and I clearly lifted the wrong lid. And Jimmy's looking at me like, "What the fuck?" Are you doing? <laughs> and then I look over to the producer, and the producer's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and I block. I literally don't remember anything that happened. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it can be an island out there for sure. The lights are on. You can't. And Jimmy on Jimmy's show, it's not I mean, not because you're there and and the Jimmy's team, but they usually got it all dialed in. Like I mean, as far as because Jimmy makes it easy. He makes it easy. He makes it comfortable. No offense to all the other late night shows. No one else has a fucking bar. Yeah, he's got a great bar. He's got a great bar. I mean, it is the most welcoming. Yeah, 
the bar is pretty fucking key. It's it's all it's all great. But um And you have Mickey. Yeah. His yeah, cousin down Mickey there, there. I mean, it's down there welcoming like, you. It's yeah, it's 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 uh it's, can't go it's wrong. like being home for sure. But yeah, this, there there can be scary places, you know, things like in little cups and you're like this and everybody's like, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> have you seen disasters, Kelly? Like, not, I mean, not Jimmy show, but other shows, you know, it's like I mean, I mean she's uh, probably seen a lot of crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, I've seen a lot, but <laughs> it's all been it's all been great. Even when it's yeah. like pizza, right? Even when it's bad. But I think when things go awry, that's when it gets fun. Yeah. That's what the producers want, which is why I always tell chefs, like, you sort of don't want to do a late night show yeah. segment. Because the only thing that's going to interest a late night show audience is if you fuck it up. Right. Well, that was the thing I'm like on Letterman. I was I never did Letterman show, but but I remember watching any anytime anybody cooked in that show. And it was always like you're just gonna get fucked with, you know, and so, like can I say my Letterman story? Yeah. Of all the things I love Letterman growing up. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody. We all else. Did, yeah. And we were doing the the cookbook tour because San Francisco fucked us and um <laughs> there's a stupid figs on a plate where again I was fucking right. So we had to focus it on New York. <laughs> and and we got a call Letterman. I was like, holy fuck. So we you know make a recipe from the book and I choose the mussels because that's the quick one. Cause that's one where I can actually cook everything to order, I hope. And five minutes, I could be done. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start the pan. Where it's, I spent so much time trying to figure out every angle on this. I, I'm going to start cooking it because they put it on a dolly. And then right. they just set it, set it right there and you're ready to go. And uh, almost every other show, like the Kimmel, the producer's talking to you like a week before and then a follow-up interview. And they're just a whole range of maybe you, you could cook this, you could cook that. They didn't care what I fucking made. I said, I want to make muscles. I get there and like, honestly, I'm like, I don't remember anybody talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember thinking like, there's a, that's where the cooking setup is. And there's two butane burners and I'm setting up the mise en place and nobody's talking to me. And I don't even, I don't remember talking to a producer. And then like 30 minutes beforehand, a producer finally shows up. He's like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Right. I was like, okay, finally. Thank, thank you. Right. And then. You watching it live, and Letterman starts off by saying, "Momo fuck and Momo Fuku, you can't funk me like that." I can't remember what it was. <laughs> what remember it was? was? Yeah. Like throughout, it became his bit, and you can't find it. I think they took it off because it sounded like too much like a curse word, and he kept on repeating Momo Fuku as like a curse word throughout the show. And I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is happening?" What the fuck is happening? Like Letterman is saying your restaurant yeah, name over, over and, and over, over, over and over. Dude, yeah. you got to get that out of the loop yeah. all the time. And I was like, well, that's flattering, but I'm still like, I got to cook this fucking thing. Like, this is like service mode. I was like, I got to cook this fucking thing. And I still haven't met Dave. And I literally talked to Bruce like an hour beforehand because they didn't give a shit what I was going to do. And little did I know, they knew everything that they were doing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. maybe about five minutes before I'm supposed to go, the producer comes back and we start wheeling out the, the trolley with the two butane burners, etc. And as he's walking and I'm getting set up, he goes, okay, so uh, when you are going to get makeup, we put some cigarette butts in the muscles here. Uh, there's butterscotch wrappers here, here, and here. And we got rid of the sake that you're going to cook and we put water in there. And I was like, huh? <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, "What?" I was like, literally, like, "What?" And then he leaves, and Letterman shows up, and we're live. And I was like, "Holy <laughs> fucking shit!" Oh my god, that's so crazy. I, so it was, it was terrifying. But I, I dawned on me is like, if they told me beforehand, you'd been like, "No, I'm not." No, not even that. I'd be like, I would not have been able to process anything, right? 
So I think they knew by telling me literally right before, like as we're walking around. That's so crazy. Yeah. And I remember him finding them in there and being like, what's this dude? Yeah. That's so funny. That's insane. Yeah. That's so crazy. <sighs> Letterman. All right. That's the show for the night. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. All right. We've been delaying it. We've been teasing it. We're here. And we finally have the pronunciation B. Oh, my God. It's here. Terrified. You know, you want to tell everyone the rules? All right, everybody. Welcome to the Pronunciation B. Our contestants today are Chris Piaco, Kelly Meinhardt, and of course, our beloved co-host, Chris Ying and Dave Chang. Basically, I give you guys five words, one chance to pronounce each word, and five seconds, but somebody went over, so we'll we'll include that as well. And Who? Who? Probably right. me. So we're going to play it back. Chris? You, dude. Oh, what the shit. hell? You went on oh, like fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was you. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're going to go through each word. I'm going to play back each of the contestants for the, for the given word. All right? So our first word is a Vietnamese dish of turmeric fish with dill, often served sizzling on a hot stone platter. The word is spelled C-H-A-C-A-T-H-A-N-G-L-O-N-G. And if anyone gets this on the first try, I'm going to be very impressed. We're going to go ahead and start with uh, Chris Bianco. <laughs> cha ka tang long cha ka tang long <laughs> This is the best thing of all time. <laughs> That's fucking good. That's global citizenship right there. cha ka <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to our next contestant. That was fucking good, right? Pretty good. It's like you're trying to say a secret password to get into a cave. <laughs> I came with a handshake. It came with a handshake. Chris Yang, let's go. Yang! Oh, it just came out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry. God. I thought I was trying to do the accents. I don't know how to do them. What the I'm fuck, sorry. Man? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry if I offended you. <laughs> wow. That I'm was sorry. Crazy. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Came out. I don't know. It's just, I did the accent. Can you play that again? Yeah, do one. Can you play no. it again? Oh, God, please, Lord. Oh my god. Oh. That's fucking awesome. Oh man. All right. Uh, all right, Kelly. For your uh we'll, we'll go with Kelly's a touch here. Can't be worse than that. Ooh. 
Cha Ka Thang Long. <laughs> I spoke too soon. <laughs> the first two words, I was like, "Ah, oh, she's cool," and then that last. <laughs> <one. laughs> fucked up. Uh, I'll see you in the cancel house, Kelly. All right, this is this is uh from Dave. Here we go. Cha Ka Thang. Chaka <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Who won? What does it sound like? What is the other? Can we hear the real one? Yeah, I think I won. God, I think Chris Bianco won that one. Was that, were you guys just playing me again? That <laughs> <laughs> sounded like me. Can you play, can you play the real one? <laughs> I think that's Kelly. Well, let's put it to a vote. You guys in the booth. Vote. I vote Kelly. Everybody agrees, Kelly. You're fucking with me. You got to do it again. Real quick. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> How did Kelly... She, I sounded like I won. I Yeah, I don't think I won that one. I'll take it. Kelly, you get first round. We get to we get to decide who it is. So. Bullshit. Yeah. All right, oh, let's man. move on. <laughs> so our second word is a familiar French stew of beef raised in red wine, usually burgundy. The word is spelled B-O-U-R-G-U-I-G-N-O-N. Let's hear it. From Chris Bianco. Bourguignon. Mm. That was fucking my... It's like That's Julie Child. It's like Julie Child fucking me loud. <laughs> it's like fucking Julie. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now for Chris Yang. Bourguignon. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think... I think... I think... I think Remy the Rat is in here. I think Remy the Rat is in here right now. That sounded perfect. That sounded perfect. French Revolution right there. Oh my god! I think that sounded perfect. I think Remy the Rat from Ratatouille is here in the studio. But you did spell it in beef, not not in buff. Buff. Wasn't it buff? Buff. 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 What's wrong with you? Seriously, can't take you anywhere, man. God, France out. It's just out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> just put an English word up there for me. All right. We got Kelly next. Organion. Sounds Pretty like good. a real Midwesterner. <laughs> beef. Beef. <laughs> Let me get this beef. Organion. Potatoes. <laughs> I love the beef. Bourguignon, but the Borgignon on the side. <laughs> All right. Here we Easy go. Easy on Dave. the Borgignon. Borgignon, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. God, you, and then you, the actual one. What the hell was that? <laughs> I think Ying is actually. <laughs> Come on, man. Whoa. Ying takes that one. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, I think that was me. Wow. Our third word is an instrument used to measure blood pressure. This is too hard. The word is spelled S-P-H-Y-G-M-O-M-A-N-O. M-E-T-E-R. Let's see if anyone nailed it. Not me. Let's start with Senator Bianco. Siphon magnometer. (laughs) Something like a phenomenon. (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) Phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. All right. Next up is Chris Yang. Here we go. Sphygmomanometer. I feel like that's accurate, dude. All right, Kelly. Spigomomanometer. <laughs> oh my God. We're gonna go, with Dave. Spigom, spigomometer, 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 spigomometer. 
Well, let me just get the last word. Moment, moment, nader. Moment, momentometer. Momentometer. That's the part. Momentometer is the other part. Sphin, sphang, sphingmomentometer. 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 You gave him so much time. Yeah. You said we had five seconds. He's obviously not winning that one. Okay, here we go. Here's the actual word. Sphygmomanometer. Sphygmomanometer. I think that's Kelly. Kelly wins. She takes it. What's the point? Yeah, that was from... That one is going to Chris. All right. Can you spell... Which Chris? Chris Chris Yang. Sorry. Okay. Okay, here There's we go. somebody that actually invented that spelling. It was such a dick. Fucking dick bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our fourth word refers to an Armenian flatbread stuffed with herbs. Z-H-E-N-G-Y-A-L-O-V. H A T Z. Start with Chris Bianco. Zangalo hats. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I think it's Zangalo, pretty good. Zangalo hats. Yeah, Zangalo hats. This is good. It fucking sounds like a. That's a, that's a global citizen right there. And then we'll travel. A lot of stickers on his luggage. A lot of stickers on his luggage. Here's our other global traveler, Chris Yang. Zangalo hats. Oh. There's no accent. Why? I uh, I live among the people <laughs> from which this dish came, and I have to be cool. <laughs> And here's Kelly. Zangilov hats. That's good. Yeah. Kelly. Thank you. You sounded like Siri. Come on. What did I tell you the other day? I left you a message. Oh, I left a message. I said, she sounds so much like Siri. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, hey, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Call Dave Chang. <laughs> Calling Dave Chang. That's it. Fucking it, dude. I mean, seriously. It's like being there. It's like fucking being there. It's like being there. Oh, shit. The best part is you tried to push me like I was a button. And you go, all day. What you needed to do is like calling mom. Yeah. <laughs> calling that mommy. Good. That was truly, you are. I'm going to start introducing Kelly as the voice of Siri. Yeah, she's Siri. She's Siri. All right. Um, here's Dave's. Zangalam Hots. Hold on, Hots. Ooh, it might be. Is it Hots? Hots. All, that might be the thing. Is that it? And here's the pronunciation. Zhangyalov Hots. Oh, oh, nice. Goes to Dave Chang. That's got to be a Dave, right? That's got to be a Dave. That's an easy one uh, for Dave. All right, our fifth and final word refers to supplies of food or provisions. The word is spelled V-I-C-T-U-A-L-S. Let's start with Chris Bianco. Victuals. I don't know how to pronounce this word. What did he say? Big tools? That might work. That might be it. I didn't even think you could pronounce it that way. I'm big whoop. <laughs> All right. Here's Chris Ying. Victuals. That's how I like it. Here's Kelly. Victuals. Mm. Oh, that's good. Not serious. Sounds Damn, much That was good. Siri, call Victuals. Has anyone said your voice is amazing? It really is. It's fucking the mess. I'm saying it's, so it's fucking Siri. Siri is good. the most popular yeah. voice in the fucking world. Yeah. And there we are. Your voice is better. It's like a. It's way better than yeah. Siri. I think it's just the indifference that I feel towards a lot of things. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. But she's not. She's different. She's, she's the best. All right. Here we go, Dave. My name's Dave Chang. I'm going to win this fucking shit. <laughs> Victuals, victuals, victuals. <laughs> <laughs> so confident. Victuals. Who stepped on the cat? Who stepped on the cat? And we're going to go with the actual pronunciation. Here we go. Victuals. 
Vittles? It is Vittles. So we're going to go with Chris Bianco. Wow. Yeah, How did you know that? Well. Is that? You know, sometimes that Brian, I don't know. I just, I, you know what? Just blind dog finds a fucking whatever. He, blind dog's fine. <laughs> all right. All right. Well <laughs> shit done. in boots sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they just find a boot full of shit. Speaking of boots full of shit, <laughs> our winner, I believe, is Chris Ying, right? He's our winner. Congratulations, Chris Ying. It's, a, it's an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> Speaking of winner, also the most problematic for his yang. All right, let's take a break. We're back. I still can't believe I did as poorly as I did. Yeah. You got, what did you get? He got a hats, hots. I got one. Hots. You got one. Everyone got one. Did we all get one? Yeah. We got one. Everyone won won something, but. You were so confident, Dave. Because I, you know. That's how I. I think Dave. Yeah. Dave, you should get a special. I'm not because it's. If it, if it was a, um, you know, operating, you know, a, a heart surgery, I would have felt the same way. I would say this, David, not because this <laughs> one is one of those heart surgery competitions they have so often, <laughs> and not because you're my pal, Dave, or this is your show. But I do think Dave deserves a few extra points for the intro to the the specific words. Uh, yeah, I, and he, I this is how I, well I did in school. I didn't even hear his five seconds. <laughs> there you go. I mean, <laughs> arrogance <laughs> or defiance? <laughs> Both. Vittles. That's how you spell Vittles. I'm learning something from this show. Word of the day. We got our three things here. We're going to keep it going while we have you guys. Three things, three tips for working with poultry. Do you cook chicken at home? No. <laughs> Ever? I'm too lazy to cook, honestly. We can, yeah, we don't need to talk no, no, about no, it. It's no, really embarrassing. It. Do you know about her cooking habits at home? I just, I'm just grateful. She loves to eat, eat um, in our restaurants. And um, Thank you, Chris. And uh, I think she should turn her kitchen into a, just maybe a, like a game room and just eat out. It's kind of what happens, unfortunately. So zero, wait, what percentage of meals in your house are you eating home-cooked food? Zero percent? Three, three percent, five percent, five percent, including toast. You're like a United Arab Emirates citizen. <laughs> when I was in Abu Dhabi, I was like, "Can I see a convenience store? I would like to go to one or a grocery store." And they're like, "Yeah, we don't have those. <laughs> Nobody I was cooks because like, no one cooks at home." <laughs> yeah, Found I think home. I should live there. Yeah. In Emirati, yeah, yeah. Emirati time. Yeah, <laughs> but I'd love to hear the tips of working with poultry at home. <laughs> at home. I don't like working with poultry in a normal way. So I do like to cut my poultry with scissors in a bowl because I hate having to clean chicken mess and cross-contamination or whatever. Although I did cook it this morning because I tried to make a Mr. Chow's-inspired chicken thing for my kids. And immediately, I just become OCD and I hate the chicken mess. Oh, chicken mess is is the the, 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 the the liquid the everything it's gross yeah so i think number one tip for poultry is you got to work clean you cannot like forget to wipe your board one thing that we've developed over the past couple of years is just buying up a sh- uh, like a shitty plastic board or even it, one like the, fle- like a, the flexi the ones that you can yeah. just throw on top yeah. of your whatever wooden or other board yeah and yesterday while doing some practice runs I came up with a new evolution. Did you see it? I didn't see it. So on the big wooden cutting board, because oh. sometimes sometimes you have more proteins that you might need to work with and you don't have time. 
And these boards are super cheap. They're like 90 cents. So I put a little cloth. The, the thing is with these, you still need to put cloth under it or like a wet cloth. It'll move around. So I had the wooden boost board, put a thin wet towel, and then I put three, three of them on. So, and then I put the plastic board, another towel, plastic yeah. board, another towel. So you made like a cutting board mill flea, basically. Yeah, cutting board mill flea. So every time I was working on something, I, I can just like take it off and, and put it in the, in the sink. I thought it worked really well. I saw, when I was, when we were breaking it down, I was like, what did he do here? And then I was like, oh. I see what he did yeah. here. Yeah, I liked that. But it's like peeling off the layer when you're done and discarding it and doing the next layer of like the notebook. Because I think to me, the thing I hate the most working with poultry is having to stop the cooking process, the cutting process to clean the board and then tools and your hands and then doing that over and over. Maybe that's just me. How about no, you? I think I think you're spot on, Dave. I mean, I don't think. Um. Yeah, it's a it's it can be it can be a a messy bird, you know. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> but uh, that's why I like roast it whole, like just like Dave, drop it in a chicken, drop it in a big pot. Maybe Dave, like Dave does with the little boiled chicken, which which you do when you have that much water. The reason I do it, I'm a stuff. lazy man. <laughs> I know, but I think, it, but it makes a beautiful chicken, and and uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm in, I'm in the mood to 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 have that. I do too. I do that. It's a great tip. I think those little skinny. Like, Cutting you know, boards. boards. My, my house, we got them in different colors. Not that I always use the yellow for the chicken, but I, I try to. I try to use the yellow skinny one for the chicken. Green one for vegetables. Right? Green one for fucking vegetables. I mean, why go against it? Right. Like, you know, why go against the fuck? Do you ever spatchcock your chicken at home? I spatchcock the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I spatchcock. I'm big on that. I tell you, Three you know what? Three times a day. My, my, no, my go-to on the chicken is this. Spatchcock. I, I usually just cut the back one out. Um, I'll just uh, if I got time, I'll you know marinate a little olive oil and lemon juice and garlic, oregano, um, some chili crunch maybe. Thank you, if, sir. You know, just saying. I mean, and then yeah, and then the next day, you know, leave it out. Let it get you know uh, a bunch of salmonella. No, leave it out. Leave it out. <laughs> yeah, leave it out for hours. And um, and then I'll just lay it on a rack, man. With you know, just I'll just they cut some onions, a little bit of white wine, whatever on the bottom. And um, and I'll just roast it at 450, skin side up. Don't fuck with it. Nope, that is the best minutes. way. And that that's really like, like family meal chicken. And if you worked in restaurants, more likely than not, you've had this where you're getting, you know, cuts of chicken. Usually it's chicken thighs. And it's, you know, a lot of chicken thighs on sheet trays with wire rack, just salt and pepper both sides. And you put it in your convection oven. And you put like f- four trays of this in the convection oven at five hundred. Would you recommend an air fryer, Dave? Mine? I don't know if it I don't works. Know. I, I don't but know. I, I don't listen. My air fryer stuff is strictly for frozen <laughs> foods and to bring life. As Lazarus, like Van Lathan. <laughs> but um, if you cook it that way, it doesn't always have to be convection, but just super fucking hot oven. Yeah. You don't fuck with it. Thirty to forty rest. minutes later, it's this. You're like. All of these things to make your skin crispy. It's like, no, yeah. you just don't fuck. Yeah. Just don't fuck with it and put it in a super hot oven and it's it perfect. Does, and it let does it rest. Thing. And let it rest, man. The rest is. That's is like he's, the all of these fucking food mags with all their fucking recipes. Like, just throw it in the fucking oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Done. And, and, and just and dig on it. I think, I, I mean, I mean, on all seriousness, that's probably like, if I could eat one 
food. I would say that would be in the top three of things that I crave. As a tip at home, if you do it on a small sheet tray, like a half sheet, because that's right. probably you can fit yeah, in most ovens. I, if you have it, I'd put a Silpat thing or just aluminum foil. So you don't fucking burn clean the shit up. out of the bottom. So you have to clean the shit up more yeah. and more. That's a good, that's a good, yeah. And you can make a, like a, a pan sauce or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or like, I mean, sometimes like, you know, depending, like uh, it just, like I'll let it rest on some lemons or I'll let it put some thin bulbs or half onion on there. Mm. If I don't have a rack and just so it'll leave it up and so air can get under it. And I think the thing. When are you me- gonna just say daikon and and like napa cabbage and all this Asian shit? Why does it always gotta be Italian with you, dude? What's Italian? It's Italian. I was Read going, the room. I was Chris. Gonna, Come I was, on. Was, Look at this table right now. I see nothing. I, I don't see. Anything. He's like, I, I mean, some, I, see, I just listen. Some thick, yuzu. I have some thick cut century eggs, John. <laughs> Whatever. You fill in the blanks. Hot chicken. But and I, with condiments. But leave it the fuck alone, too, right? Leave you know the fuck what, alone. If you want crispy skin, you're not going to get it by opening the oven every 40 seconds to be like, is it done yet? And is I, it done yet? And I think the one, the other thing, too, is like going, if you go into that Thanksgiving mode, you can either, if you cut the back out of it, cook the back as like a rib that you crispy crunch on, you know, the kind of chef's treat, or that you just fucking like scrub a carrot, a celery, and the back, maybe in the neck, and make a little pan gravy. That's it. Happy days. Happy you know, days for sure. You know? Spatchcock, I just don't do at home too much because it takes a lot of work. There is a lot out there about baking soda, drying your bird. Drying your bird's great. But again, like all the work you need to do to make your chicken that much better, I don't think it's enough for the work you do in a home kitchen. I just don't. I don't think you can get, literally, if you just follow this recipe, salt, pepper on a sheet tray or lemon or, you know, Cardoons or whatever the fuck <laughs> Italian Americans fucking love. Something greasy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cardoons. Sure. Punterel. <laughs> Chris Bianco, the temporary minority. Welcome. <laughs> that happens. That happens. And I think the placement of the chicken closest to the, the heat source, and I would probably want the heat source at the top, not the bottom of the oven. Um, and you also don't you don't you like object to rubbing it with oil and stuff too. No, I do like oil. You like oil. Okay, but you I know, like oil on me too. Go <laughs> <laughs> to break. Um, but I think I I, I would do. I, I like. I'm not a butter man. On yeah. On, okay. Just like I don't like butter on me. <laughs> but I think. But I think if you if you are loading your stuff up with, uh, you know, uh, daikon and uzu, whatever the fuck else you want <laughs> underneath. Let's get that pronunciation be rolling again. Whatever. Drop that. I think then you drop maybe that down low because you yeah. have to go through yeah. that mass. I think if it's just you're putting chicken on a rack on air and whatever, then you go fucking high. The reason why, high. again, butter will, may make it more brown. But again, like, trust me, if you don't add anything, you're still going to get it super fucking crunchy, crispy skin crackling. Would, but how about maybe a finish with like, I don't know, maybe like chili crunch or like some butter and honey that you have just last four minutes. I was going to say some extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. Dave. Such um, a fucking meta. This is Mediterranean diet. Dave's changed. Chris but, thinks himself. But like, I don't think you can, I don't, butter has like 30% water in it. And water is your enemy. Even though you haven't taken any steps to dry out the skin, the way you're cooking it, the water is going to evaporate very quickly. So it, it there's a lot of, there's almost like, I would say eight recipes out of 10 are about fucking chicken. 
And I ju- we just gave you the easiest fucking chicken recipe all the time. Spatchcock or not, put it on a fucking sheet tray with a wire rack, salt and pepper, fucking blast it. Like literally the highest setting in your oven. I, I would say it's a tie for me though. I mean, again, you know, that, that, that fucking boiled chicken you do, I, I just crave that. I love it. That little bit, just that little bit of like, how, it's like, how much do you need? Like, if we didn't supersize, we're going to boil the chicken. But if we boiled it in like that much and steamed it, like a steamed chicken, you're just left with this little bit. and you just, So good. It's so fucking good. I mean, it's like nothing. It's like you're not even worried about brown it. You're not worried about anything. Just like this perfectly cooked, delicious. Listen, I, I love roast chicken, but I hate that people lose all of the fucking shit that drips out of it. Yeah. You know? Kelly? You're looking at us like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? No, 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 no. I love listening. You're going to make a chicken. Where am I going to make it? Tonight, you're going to go home and make it. I know. You guys are sounding like you're like, this is so easy. It's the easiest way to make a chicken. It sounds like an insurmountable task to me, but I will try. That's why I… And and your house is going to smell like Thanksgiving tonight. I admire your microwavable dishes because Mm. like that's that's what I can do. So Mm. make me a microwavable chicken recipe and I am in. Okay. Easy. Whether you have the any day or not, but actually should be the any day. I do this all the time. I'll take frozen chicken thighs, which the reason I don't love right now is because it pisses out this weird fucking water. <laughs> you know, it's gross. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You got a yeah. package of chicken thighs. You're like, no, I'm, it I'm pisses out water. Accurate. That is it literally. It's like these little chickens stayed up to the year. and just like piss out all this. Yeah. Weird you're like, chicken you're like, like, what is that? You know, <laughs> now I just want to go and buy some so I can yeah, see the chicken piss, especially if you let it defrost, it just comes out and it's like, it's viscous. Yeah, it's pink and viscous, and it looks like the goo running under the city. I say roast the fucking chicken. I think we go. <laughs> we'll go back to anyway, I will like try to run it under hot water just so I can take it out of the plastic or whatever it's in, and I'll pop it in the container any day, and I'll just microwave full blast like eight ten minutes, full That's bl- it. In, as a pluck, as a as like a brick. Yeah. Then knowing that. Here's the thing. People might think, oh, just shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> can't believe you do that to fucking chicken. Shut the fuck up. Number one, it's dark meat, right? Which is the better chicken bit anyway. It's going to be more forgiving. So I'm not, I don't care. I'm not trying to cook it all the way. What I'm trying to do is cook it so it's like three quarters done. Just enough where it's like not like uh, I can like pick it. I can like basically cook to the point where I can take scissors. And I chop the shit out of it in the bowl. It's into smaller pieces. Then I could still cook it in the microwave. I could add soy sauce. I could add agave. I could add chili crunch. You could add butter. You could add any anything, honestly, at this point, because every culture has some kind of chicken dish. Or I could take it to a pan, like a and uh, and then you lost her. No, no. <laughs> I, was like, I can, I can do a pan. I, can, I got and then a pan. Literally, if you wanted to take it to Italy. If if she has this sort of semi-boiled, possibly chicken, would you say fennel? You know, possibly yeah, you yeah. could take some fennel or maybe some mushrooms. Mushrooms be beautiful. Some marsala, maybe. Yeah, marsala. You could make a piccata beautiful. sauce. Oh, be- this is my speed, right? Yeah. And think about how easy that is. I'd have some olive oil, some garlic. We want to go Italian, and then what else comes you, in handy? So you, you, so I have a pan with olive oil. What else we're putting in there for her? I would say let's get some uh, big like. Royal trumpet mushrooms, garlic, big, some garlic, just and we're smashed. cooking that off, sliced, and we're sautéing. I think, mushrooms. I think, I think we're 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 gonna we're gonna. Um, I think first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna take that meat. It depends. I think one of the things would be you could take 
snip it all off, I would say. Or you, I will, you can let it rest probably, depending on the condition of the skin. This, is, this one has no skin. It's, it's oh, okay. skinless, okay. boneless. Then we're just snipping the meat off. You're, no, but the meat's now in like Kung Pao chicken bites. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, <laughs> so then I would say, then now we're just, now we're just gonna, you know, like pan sear our, our, our mushrooms with, you know, with, with garlic, white wine, a bay leaf, maybe. Um, rosemary. Rosemary be beautiful. Thyme be nice. And um, salt and pepper. And and nothing not to love. You could, like I said, you could use marsala. You could use white wine. You could use no wine. A little bit of chicken stock, and just here's the thing. Here's because I, I do this a lot, and I, I think I've probably done it more than anybody in the world. When you cook your chicken thighs this way, it is going to. I, I got to come up with better culinary terminology than piss. And chicken out. piss. It's gonna yeah. per- perspire some delicious. It's gonna evacuate. <laughs> All of this liquid, that is chicken. It's basically chicken broth, right? Wow. And you, you don't want to throw that out. So you're actually going to have quite a bit of liquid. There you go. Huh. So when, when, and when you, because it's very similar to like if you make like a gazpacho and you freeze your tomatoes or your, uh, yeah, you freeze your vegetables because when they defrost out, it changes the structure and it leaches out more water. It's the same thing happens with chicken. So you're going to actually have a more, you could take the same chicken fresh and not get a, a, all this uh, moisture out of it. So you're going to have a more brothy thing. What could I do with the broth then? You're cooking so it. You're doing, you're not, you just, you could reduce it down. Yeah. Mm. To, yeah. To the point that you dig it. I mean, it looks thick and beautiful. And maybe you want to put some heat, like a few Fresno chilies in there. Ooh. You know, oh. like, bro- like, like a little broccolini or broccoli and chilies. Italian stir and fry. You make the yeah. This is honestly so helpful. Like I can actually see myself doing this. This is, you know, I think that three percent, that five percent cooking at your house, it might get to eight. I think it's. I'm looking at fifty. I'm looking at the teens. I'm guessing the teens. I mean, toast alone is going to take you. It's the microwave. The use of the microwave. I didn't know you were such a. He was such a toast. I love toast. toast toast. No, I had no idea. I think that's the big thing. I don't have a coffee shop, but if I did, if I did have a coffee shop, I think the one thing about it is, is it's like having a bank of beautiful toasters. Like shiny, always oh, just someone just shining them all the time, making sure there's no crumbs in there, so there's no burned fucking shit, pots of jam and butter, and just like you just you just you taking something that took three days to make a big Levon, whatever it sliced perfectly, but you're gonna now activate it, Kelly. You're gonna activate but it. You're and not you're, toasting like white bread from the supermarket. No, no, you're toasting. Oh, but that bread. is yeah. so, good so good too. Yeah, you're toasting delicious bread. Do you not? Know you're toasting you're, good bread. You're toasting great bread. I mean, yeah, not shitty yeah, bread. That's that's the difference, dude. Yeah. You don't like oh, just plain white bread toasted? I I love it, but he's not eating that. No, oh, you're I, not eating I, that. I would I would eat that it. Fancy I would eat it. I would eat it. I would eat Pool it. Foolish shit. But not too much. <laughs> don't be foolish, foolish. No, I I, I mean, I I'm like, I could get down on a piece of like uh uh diner white toast. Yeah, I could delicious. fucking have it. I could have it with butter with milky uh, butter. Change, man. Tempered butter. No, I fucking tempered butter. No, like you mean just like it's kind room of temp, ah. you can yeah, slide like, it around. Like, like yeah, exactly. I want I mean, that'll bum me out anyway. If you do get it, whether it's a great brioche or whatever toast or shitty Wonder Bread toast, and then you got too cold butter and you're dragging it, you yeah. rip your shitty toast. It's a fucking buzz okay. It's a buzz like You're like, it's, 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 it's a, a fact. You're a terrible a, person. Yeah, you're a, a bad person. person. And then you try to serve that. It's like, holy fuck. Like, it's just kind this of unmelted. Like pair of jeans. Like, I'm just trying to give There's you zero some chance for this butter to melt. In my mind, when you do this, if no, I see I want somebody, to, I want to, I want to. 
and rub cold butter all over it and they rip it all up. It's like watching your next door neighbor literally just park their car in the lot. <laughs> You're yeah. like, rip it up. Like, what the fuck? On the are you grass. Doing, yeah. Dude? On the grass, not even yeah. on the lot. Just yeah. in the grass. Yeah. And then shit in the boot. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I love that story. I think it was on public right. property. Let's take a break. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, guys, we have a theoretical dinner party, Sports Coaches Edition. Whoa. Oh, it's time for this game that we haven't done in a while. Yeah. You know, it's going to give us a category again, the category sports coach edition, and we need to pick five guests. What would you serve? What would you want to talk about? You know, am I missing anything? Got them all. Just make sure they're uh, sports coaches. This is Dave Chang, and I'm going to give you my theoretical dinner guest sports coach edition. Number one, I have I would, I'm sure is going to be on many people's list. Greg Popovich, because he's probably the only true gourmand in the NBA or America at large. He drinks great wine. He really loves Italian food, so I know for sure he's going to be on Bianca's list, right? And there ain't no shame in having Bianca uh, Popovich many times because he's one of the great coaches. He's I just love him because everything you need to say right about the world, Popovich is the best. But Pop, not for the conversation, even though he's a great conversationalist, but I don't have to explain to everyone else what this is, how to eat it, what to drink. He's going to be a good wingman, right? So the next one, now we're getting into conversational. I need this conversation. I want, every time I'm out to dinner with anybody, especially people that is like a special gathering, I am hoping to gain something from this. (laughs) <laughs> right like learn something I'm, i want to learn something sure sure, sure, sure i want to sure. be fucking inspired yeah i think there's no greater inspirational story than the 1980s u.s national men's hockey team i want her brooks there the great lady her brooks i want to fucking cry i want to get on my desk and say captain my fucking captain and let's go he's gonna fucking make me feel so pumped this is a, a, a the only coach that i have that is currently working in major league sports and it's John Tortorella. And I believe he's with the Islanders now. If you haven't seen this guy speak, he's been on many teams. He says the craziest shit. And he's there for humor and controversial hot takes. He's my hot take guest. 
He's going to say shit. You're like, I don't know if that's appropriate. Or I don't know if I should agree with him, but I sort of do. Am I right? Is he at the Islanders right now? Uh, he's with Philly, actually, oh, the Philly. Flyers. Yeah. He was with the Islanders before. He, he, he keeps on getting fired because of his hot takes, I think. And, the la- and then my favorite coach growing up was John Madden. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's a great one. John Madden. That's a great one. What a yes. John Madden loved food and I, I he doesn't have to talk. Boom, bam. <laughs> Pow. That was good. Boom. You gotta move the tackle over here. I'm moving the potatoes. You know, it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be awesome. That's good. Madden's gonna be great. Right? Just as like, wow. <laughs> entertaining and then I need the dinner guest that might just leave because he's offended everybody as well but the, the, the true wild card here is and this is the greatest just simply because of this not because of his coaching prowess but I witnessed this and I thought it was maybe one of the greatest things I've ever fucking seen in my life seriously and it's Terry Francona when he was at the Mets and he got <laughs> he got kicked out of the game and he comes back like 30 minutes later in a disguise. <laughs> no way. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and he's sitting on the bench in a disguise with a fake mustache glasses. I just, you know, listen, if I have Terry Francona at the dinner table, you know. That's good. Listen. That's a strong list. I got, I, I, I wish I could make it more diverse. Unfortunately. It's diverse in its own way. Yeah. I mean. In, 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 in its uh, mentality. It's mentality. What do you, you know? Uh, so that was actually Bobby Valentine. Not Bobby Jerry Valentine. Francona. Oh, yeah. fuck. Not Francona. You're right. Yeah. Bobby Valentine. Francona is actually a, a World Series manager. He's very good. Francona. Bobby Valentine. Excuse me. Who is not as good as he thinks he is. Like myself. Kel? You go first. You go first, Chris. I go first. Oh, I'm going to serve them Peking Duck. We're doing oh, nice. We're doing um, Peking Duck. My list. I, too, going to go with Greg Popovich. is my first guest, no doubt. Um, and for a couple of different reasons. Yes, he's a big wine guy, great mind, global fucking, I think, superhero on a lot of levels. But he had, like, his theory on dining was, like, his, I think his theory on dining uh and having people at the table and talking. I know this is true, but I remember Baxter Holmes did a story about him and uh, uh, told me that he never wants more than six people at a table in any kind of gathering. And I just thought that was the most brilliant thing that I've heard as far as how many people is the perfect table for dinner. And I think it could be less than six, but I think what's the tipping point it's like, what, like, I have six pizzas on my menu because I knew when I used to make them all, I'd get fucked up after that. And I knew that's how many ingredients would be in my, you know, in, in my missing pass. After that, like when I want more pizza, like, I don't have that space and I don't have that capacity. So I think that, I remember, you know, been in, lucky enough to be in a couple of times and I was, he never had more than six guests and a couple of his coaches and they, so everyone is involved in the conversation. You know, sometimes such a big table and we never see the people at the other end. So that's one. So Popovich doesn't incorporate the triangle offense in his actual NBA team, the Spurs, but he incorporates it in his dining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I was, you know, and it's funny being a Suns fan, you know, he was somebody that, uh, that, you know, you was, 
be a team that kicks your ass every year. You're always like, that's, you know, fucking guy. But I was never like that. But it was an honor, it was an honor to meet him and, and cook for him and, 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 and see how gracious he was to other people more than I think he's uh, super cool. So I think that if you're going to have Popovich there, you got to have somebody that he respects, I think, which would not be me. I mean, I, whatever. Uh, well, so I got to go with Bill Russell, very short-time coach, because I feel that he would, I want him to look at, I want Popovich to be able to say, I want to know something about the era that inspired me or whatever, or his transition to coaching and, and, and obviously all the other elements that he's been through um, of life and just wisdom of things he'd said or didn't say in his life, having a form to do that and with great wines would be fun. The next one, that's two. The next one is just, uh, uh, again, Homer pick, but uh, old Suns coach, two-time Suns coach, uh, Cotton Fitzsimmons, who, who, uh, Coach good, Rich. Good name. What a, what a name. Comet Simmons is probably one of the best names of all time, but he could really good teams, never like won a championship, but he had, you know, a, a, a philosophy of, uh, he had this one line that I tell the story uh, more than a couple of times, but uh, during the draft, when looking at a player, when a lot of people were fighting about what people can't do, he was just like, God damn it, tell me what he can do, motherfucker. That's I'll your quote. Out. I thought, and that's from him. Wow. That's from Cotton. Tell me what he can do. That comes from Cotton, and uh, and that was more about as a coach. Don't tell me you can't you you can't read, but you can fucking reach the top shelf. You're the top shelf guy. Whatever. Like finding those someone's worth. I think through, and it's like a singular assessment, saying like you know. Anyway, that's one. So there's Cotton, and then another one. We got to go to what else did I say? Oh, Steve Kerr, just because he's fucking cool and smart and, and loves food. And and I think for those reasons, that's enough to have him there. And the last one, I'm like, God damn, there's not a fucking Italian here at all, bro. Tony? Jim Valvano. Oh, shit. <laughs> you wow. talk about inspiration. Wow, man. You talk about inspiration. You know, you could take man. my, you could take my mind. You could take my, I mean, come on now. I mean, you could take my soul, but like, you know. Can I, can I just say of all the things you've ever said, to the most concise, serious, I'm trying, impressive. Man. I've ever, ever. Oh, what my. are you serving? You know what I'm serving? I'm going to serve something. I want to, this is what I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve lasagna because I want us all to cut into it and have like the same piece of fish. You know what I'm saying? Like we all got the same fucking thing. So no one got the big piece of chicken. So we're all going to get a fucking square. You do know that, and we talked about this before, just FYI, when you're in a situation where there are bigger pieces or better pieces, whether it's crab, chicken, duck, or whatever, in Asian culture, when you, and this is like not even spoken about, this is something that we've analyzed ourselves. When someone is given the best portion, the money piece, they're the least liked person at the table. That's given to the the, the D-bag. Yeah. That's a D-bag piece. <laughs> I think that's an actual honor. It's like, yeah, you're a fucking Here you go, baby. here's a big piece of crap. This was shut you the, shut you the fuck up. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. That's good. That's smart. I like that. That was amazing, Chris. Oh, Truly, man, come on. I got to say, I, I'm blown away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do mine quickly. I want nothing but wild cards. Nothing but animals. My table is Pete Rose. Ozzy <laughs> <laughs> Guillen. Wow. Jose Mourinho. Ooh. 
the foot-loving Rex Ryan. Ooh. Oh, my God. And the man who got shit on having to be a neutral, slim-fast spokesman, Tommy Lasorda, is rounding Ooh. out my five. Tommy Lasorda. we're having good, a good beefsteak. We're having just a huge, grab-it-with-your-hands, fucking giant beef festival. And I don't know. I think that four of them are the table. A giant oh. beef festival. Yeah. Wow, that is... I, I didn't... That's my that favorite. went hard, Yang. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, Can I give you a quick time on sort of story that I oh, just said? Oh, yeah. please. And this is from an executive at Amazon that worked with him. So this is from his mouth, and he's involved with it. And I don't, I, I'm sure it's not an issue if I name him, but he was telling me that when he was his first year working for him, he's like, he's a huge, huge Dodgers fan. Sees Lasorda, and he's walking out of the tunnel, and it was like way before the game starts. So he's like the only one there. And, uh, uh, they're doing like a tour for some executive. And anyway, my friend, my friend is there. Lasorda is there with the people showing around and they're, he's like signing autographs. He goes, Hey, you, I don't even know his name. He comes here, literally turns him around and uses his back. To sign oh my God. <laughs> I was like, that's Tommy Lasorda. I mean, what a fucking story. I got like, a quick Tommy Lasorda story. Uh, uh, he used to come do like when Jimmy used to have the Italian feast back in the day and he would come and, and he came to one of them I was there and he comes over to tell the story he probably told 900 times but he's like he's like you know I, I got a lot of shit when I you know uh, when Mike Sosa was a catcher or something like that and I, I don't know if Mike Sosa was struggling or something at that time and they were saying and somebody said well I didn't I didn't start Mike Sosa because I because I, he was Italian I started Mike Sosa because I'm a dog. You know? <laughs> that was just, he said it much funnier or whatever, but it was, it was, it was, it was pretty fucking good. Wow, Ying, I gotta say that's strong. That's strong. It's a wild the tale. Mourinho one is, and if you don't know, Ozzy Guillen when he was with the White Sox said the craziest shit. Oh my God, and Pete Rose, I don't think he did anything wrong. <laughs> He'd be the perfect guy. <laughs> yeah. The man loves gambling. I know one of Kelly's quotes. What you got? You Kelly? do. You got? Wait, let's say it on three. One. No, no, I want to know. If you say Flip Saunders, no. no. I'll just okay, say ready? Coach of the no, Hawks. one, two, three. Atlanta. Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta. Yeah. Starting off with Quinn Snyder. We've discussed. Is he handsome? Have you talked to? Have you? No, I he's got a sex, does he have a sexy voice? Quinn is so hot. Quinn, he's <laughs> always fucking ready to roll. Like, uh. Yeah. He's, he's good. Coach. He, ha- he has these like red glasses now. He's always showing his ankles, which guys never do these days. He's always wearing black bands. I'm in. He's showing. I, so does that Mike McDaniel also make this list? The ankle showing. He does. <laughs> you got a thing. Apparently, I have a thing with men's ankles. Wow. But Mike McDaniel, I I don't know actually how tall he is. He seems like a short king, and mm-hmm. I think I would love him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want to stare at Quinn Snyder because he's hot, and then I think Mike he's McDaniel. Um. Okay. Yeah, so those two for sure. You guys, I have to be, since I'm the only woman here, I have to say like Becky Hammond. Mm-hmm. She's cool. She's cool. She's so she's cool. cool yeah. And you know, if Gre- if Pop loves her so much, yeah. she's like my honorary Pop in my list, even though I did have Pop, but I took him out to be different. I had to take Pop off. I think Pop was just like a universal yeah. guest. This one, I actually don't even know how to say his real name, even though he's huge, right? Because there's a South Park episode where Cartman pretends to be Bill Belichick. Oh, my name is Bill Belichick. You know that's pretty crazy. That's the only Belichick invite. Wow. Um, and I'm I heard obs- he's a great hang. Actually, I'm obsessed with how he just doesn't seem to care about anything. I love that. Yeah, I yeah. really. If there was six guests, I think to not invite him. Just I want him to look like he's having a miserable time because 
on the inside, because I really. honestly probably would be having a miserable time. It's and I love that. I just want to. This group of people is wild. I think it's be. so good. There's ankles. There's <laughs> apathy. There's there's and everything. And with Bill Belichick, you'll have you'll have you'll have you know a gun show. We'll bring the you know, oh yeah, I know. I want him wearing a cutoff. How many was yeah. that? Three. That's four. Yeah, that's four. That's four. This one doesn't really. Uh, you know what? Darko. Darko makes my list. The new Raptors couch. Because I his rant, the other day was his rant epic. fine twenty five grand yeah and I he let this. them hear it and I love that kind of anger I want it at my dinner that's good I think that's good you um, know what I yeah. gotta say very impressive everybody here I thought did a good job thank you wait what are you serving oh since obviously you guys know I don't cook we're just <laughs> we're, we're, out. More, more we're going to Cantor's we're going to Cantor's I'm making everyone get my favorite thing a wet sandwich. I, I think it's called like a Matt special or something, but it's going to be great. Wow. Wow. You know? Strong. Producer team. Who, who, who's number one? All right. I think uh, Ying won easily. Yeah. Ying won. Oh. Wait. Whoa. That's well, hard. I can't believe they gave it to Chris. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. But we've come to the end. Chris and I have to do a bunch of ad reads. What a show. We don't want to bore, bore you guys any longer. We've talked in this... Double header, double feature from poop to, you know, peeing, sitting down to me talking about famous people. <laughs> good times. It was good times. You, it was so much fun. It was great. Thank you for joining everybody. Thank you to Kelly Minor, Chris Bianco, uh, our, our new regular featured guests, especially when Chris is in town. Um, a lot of fun, and I think it's giving you maybe a glimpse as we polish this off, polish this into something that we, we head into, especially the goal of moving it into our studio. Um, but it's a lot of fun. They're funny as fuck. Being able to hang out like that, that's, that's the dream. That was great. Make sure to check out Dave and Chrissy. Is it Chrissy and Dave dine out? Chrissy and, Chrissy and Dave. Dine out on Freeform this Saturday. Chrissy Teigen and I are going to be joined by 2024 Oscar host and good friend Jimmy Kimmel. Molly McNerney is uh, also a guest and also a producer on the Emmys as well. And the incomparable Senator Bianco are all guests on the first episode with Joel Kim Booster as well. So make sure you tune in for that on Freeform or stream it on Hulu. Give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs>